is time for us to talk about what we're playing next, which is very important. So, Michael, you don't know this, but it's a more pressing reasons why we're playing this next game than you are even aware. I saw pictures of lions being shared in our Discord, and I have no idea the context of this. Yes, um... With this will most likely be three people on the next show. I think Nick is coming back to play this with us. We are playing Warhammer Space Marine. Da-da-da. It's very exciting. Uh, the cult classic game, I think came out, what, 2011? 2011. Yes. Yes. 2011. Um, it is uh, not backwards cap- compatible with your your favorite consoles anymore so you're gonna have to be busting out a 360 or playstation 3 or it is i have it it does have a nice ultimate edition that's available on pc and that thing is not cheap on the um steam store i think it still goes for 60 when it's not on sale really i think the sale was 10 bucks though wasn't it wasn't it pretty cheap yeah it was 10 it's 10 bucks on sale so it's uh this is a game that i'm excited for multiple reasons why we're playing it one, uh, Warhammer Space Marine 2 is coming out this year. Uh, the long-awaited, long-excited, you know, hoped-for sequel that I did not think was actually ever going to happen, um, you know, is hitting the is hitting this year. It looks great. Uh, Warhammer 40K is in a uh, renaissance period right now. Uh, obviously, I think it's pretty clear that i'm a humongous warhammer fan uh spend a lot of time reading books and painting miniatures and play probably once or twice a week i play warhammer tabletop mostly play warhammer kill team that's my my jam uh nick joining us also a fellow tabletop player michael you've played a little bit but you know you haven't been a hundred percent you you haven't pledged your soul to the emperor yet. I played uh, one we'll game, fix... won won that game, and went peace. <laughs> yeah, uh, you're you're you'll you'll fall in line eventually. We'll we'll make sure it happens one way or another. Good. Minusly minusly informs you of this information. Um, but Warhammer is also, uh, I believe, in about two hours. Uh, we're recording this. It's about nine o'clock at night here on the East Coast. Um, in about two hours, we'll be getting what will most likely be the reveal of 10th edition, which will be the big edition of Warhammer Tabletop. Uh, there's only, you know, each the game gets different editions. Think of it as like releases of sequels. Uh, 10th edition should be getting announced in the next couple of hours here. Things are about to get huge. That's new miniatures, new rules, new books, new campaigns, all that fun stuff. The hierarchy um, of the Warhammer universe is about to change, is what you're saying? Yes, those big like you know lore reasons and all this stuff. Uh, also, Warhammer is is uh, is in the conversation a lot more. You're seeing a lot more mainstream conversations about it. People are talking about it. The video games that are coming out are better quality. Things like Dark Tide coming out to pretty decent reviews. Space Marine Two coming out this year and being kind of highly anticipated. A lot of people who don't care about Warhammer generally are talking about it. The miniature games and stuff like that are in a big, you know, renaissance. Well, you're seeing a lot more people talk about, well, Warhammer tabletop and miniatures and this, that, and the other. Um, there's the, 
you know, Henry Cavill being signed with Amazon for a potential show. Uh, will well, that right, happen? That's... I don't know. He's going to be uh, like but... their lore master, right? <laughs> yeah, Henry Cavill is a, a legit. He's got legit, you know, fandom behind him. Um, I believe his stardom is probably big enough that he can push this through. Um, and so I was like, hey, you know, here's a chance for us to do 40K in this hot moment where 40K might be something people hear about a lot more um, coming forward. It's really growing a lot. Uh, you want to hit us up with some uh, some information about the game itself, and then I'll yes. hit us up with some prep work. Yeah, I got I did a light one because I figured you would have most of more the more valuable information here from the Warhammer side of things. But Warhammer Forty Thousand Space Marine is a third person hack and slash shooter by Relic Entertainment. Relic is a Canadian-based studio that was founded in 1997 who had previously worked on games such as Homeworld 1 and 2. Gearbox, however, is very excited to be working on Homeworld 3. And also, (laughs) they've done Company Heroes. (laughs) Oh, Lord. Um, Good good callback there. (laughs) Yeah, I'm sure it's like somewhere right now in this podcast it interrupts for some update on Homeworld 3 by Gearbox. Um, well, let's not talk about Randy. Let's not talk about Randy. I don't want to talk about Randy. Um, go ahead. THQ acquired Relic in 2004 for $10 million in cash. Relic released Warhammer Space Marine to average scoring reviews, lots of 7 out of 10s, on September 6, 2011. The team for the game consists of industry veterans whose resumes include Gears of War, God of War, and Far Cry. The game was a massive success, selling 1 million copies in about two months. Which is very good for a game that it, that sits around like the average 7 out of 10 stuff. But it shows that the Warhammer fan base was excited to get... I want to say at the time, you, you can probably speak to this more, that was on the high end of Warhammer games that were out at the time, right? Games Workshop, who is the, um, the owners of Warhammer 40k and Warhammer Fantasy and all that stuff were for some reason very very like odd with their choice of the video games that were developed um a lot of warhammer games before warhammer space marine and before like the vermintide series um which were kind of like the beginnings of things maybe starting to change there were a ton of just turn-based okay Warhammer games and it seemed like they were very focused on trying to recreate like the feeling of playing a tabletop game hmm. um, there were exceptions things like the Dawn of War games that were you know viewed very favorably uh, Warhammer Space Marine was the first time in which you actually saw a game try to emulate the feeling of what this word feels like you know that's something that when you play tabletop games and you play with your your little miniatures, you know the the joke is always that you know on the board it's little plastic pieces moving around little plastic buildings with dice being rolled, but in your head there's these epic you know explosions of plasma guns going <laughs> off and chainsaws hitting orcs in the face and you know it's that feeling of like yo know, the imagination taking over for where the the board is taking you yeah and uh space marine was the first time where you actually got that feeling and there is a lot of dna 
um, of Gears of War. There's a lot of God of War DNA. Um, this is not a cover shooter. Space Marines don't need cover. Um, That's so surprising to me. This is I not would... a cover shooter. Space Marines don't need cover, Michael. I didn't look up Space a Marines lot stand of out this. there and they take it. <laughs> this is going surprised. to be. Um, uh, this is a game that's kind of become a cult classic, and it reminds me of how people feel about. You know, are you aware of, like the Lord of the Rings, the Two Towers, and the Return of the King games for the PlayStation? Yeah, yeah, they're they're like games that people would look back on very fondly, and they're like these hack and slash kind of things. But there's just something special about that kind of genre and that kind of game. There's a lot of that same feeling I have towards those games that I have towards this. Okay. Um. This is, like I said, it's a big melee. It's a lot more melee focused than you're probably thinking it is. Hack and slash, basic combos, cutting through waves of enemies. Um, it's a muso. Yeah, it's just... it's <laughs> There is a green tide of orcs coming at you, and you are going to walk forward, and when it is done, there will be no more orcs. Okay. Um, okay. Sounds all right. Uh, so, yeah... Uh, I think one of the main reasons it's been such a long period of time before Space Marine Two is all the T- the THQ was the the you know kind of the reasons why I doubt we got the sequel to this because then they went under a correct about five or six years ago, didn't they? Uh, who relic? No THQ. Oh THQ, yeah THQ uh, closed, I believe, in. Was it 2014? I actually didn't write that down. But uh, Sega of Europe acquired Relic after its closure. And there were two sequels planned for this for this game, I guess, to be a part of a trilogy or two separate sequels. I'm not exactly sure which. It doesn't go into a lot of detail about that. But they, those were both canceled following the closure. And it's actually Saber Interactive that is developing an official sequel to this game that was announced... A little over a year ago was the Game Awards in 2021, to which there was no indication that that was going to happen, right? That was a big surprise? I mean, listen, everybody in the Warhammer community were... It was a constant thing about, like, one day we'll get a Space Marine 2. Um, did, did anyone ever think it would actually happen? Nah, probably not. Um, and also to get what it looks to be a Space Marine 2 where this is a direct sequel to this game. Uh, Captain Titus is in this. Now he looks to be Lieutenant Titus. Uh, He's our Primaris now. Um, So this is a direct sequel to it. So we, you know, the fact that it's not just like a reimagining or it's just like, this is Space Marine 2 with new characters and things like that. Now this is a direct sequel. Main character from Space Marine is here. um, And it's being uh, published by Focus. Uh, interactive who's a a publisher who i always sit there and i i have like a weird affection for <laughs> like <laughs> they like they did atomic heart recently uh they did a warhammer game recently uh warhammer uh, bounty hunter uh that was set in necromunda it was a first person shooter very doom like uh, a few years ago that they did uh that was okay it was fine um but yeah i i am I have my hopes are high, man. Uh, anything else we need to know before I go into my set the stage? That's pretty much it. I'm ready to 
have the stage set because I know very, very little about Warhammer. I know there's an Emperor. I I know that it borrows a lot from Dune of all things. Warhammer, uh, Warhammer 40k uh, is the. It's uh starts in the late 80s. Um, it is a science fiction version. This is really a basic overview of Warhammer Fantasy, which was a already existing. Uh, game system that uh, Games Workshop had out at the time. Warhammer Fantasy is uh, at the time very similar to your classic European style fantasy, Lord of the Rings, those orcs, things like that. So Warhammer 40k is uh, is, uh, that in space at the beginning. Uh, It is very heavy on the satire and is very heavy on its influences. Uh, It takes a lot of influence from Dune. It takes a lot of influence from uh, the uh, space, uh, the Starship Troopers novel, which is very different than the movie, uh, is a satire. It's a very heavy satire when it starts out. It's moved away. If it's moved away from the satire in a lot of ways in recent years, uh, in some ways that leaves it in a weird spot. We'll mm-hmm. go ahead and make this statement extremely clear to everyone. Is something I feel like I'm going to be having a lot if there ever is an Amazon show. Uh, there is no good guys in Warhammer 40k. Everyone is evil. Everyone is bad. Just because they are human does not mean they are good. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just make this extremely true. You know, up front uh, is important to remember that this was a satire kind of universe when it starts out, and now that it's moved away from the blatant satire. It leaves it in some weird spots where there is a regime that is extremely fascist and religious zealots and things like that. They are not good. You are not supposed to be like them. But no also they wants look to be. really cool. They look rad as hell. <laughs> <laughs> um, you play as Captain Titus of the Ultramarines. Uh, they are a Warhammer Space Marine chapter. You can think of Space Marine chapters as like knights if you want to. I guess that's a close um, analog. The Ultramarines are kind of the poster boys of Warhammer 40k. If you see a, uh, a piece of artwork or a box, it's most likely going to have an Ultramarine on it. They are the uh, like the baseline. They're, when you're introduced to Warhammer 40k, the Ultramarines are usually what you are introduced to. Those are Go the ahead, guys Mike. with the chain swords, right? They have chain swords. Okay. They are. I know that. You know, ten feet, eight feet to nine feet tall, demi humans. Uh, they are taken as young children, and physically and you know, indoctrinated to become okay. space marines. The average space marine starts out at like twelve years old, if not younger. Uh, the rate of survival to become a space marine is extremely low. They might take a hundred of you, and maybe two of you might become a space marine. Um, so, are have... the space marine chapters? Are they on? I know there's going to be some sects that are, aren't aligned. Are they all fighting for their own purposes, or are they serving? They are. You are serving the Imperium of Man. Think of it as humanity. They are worshipping a corpse on a throne (laughs) that is named the Emperor. I I don't want to get super deep into this. I want to explain the basics. Warhammer lore is extremely complex. 
Um, the Emperor of Man is the human faction of the galaxy. There was many, many alien factions. We, and we are arriving on the planet here in Warhammer Space Marine. We are dealing with an attack by the orcs. Uh, okay. They are green orcs like you see in fantasy. Uh, they are based around originally in the creation of Warhammer 40k soccer hooligans <laughs> so they have a lot of soccer hooligan in them they're going to talk like that uh that's okay uh the only thing i would say i don't want to get too deep into it is uh not all space marines believe in the imperium and some of them don't believe in that and they believe in something else but we'll get into that in the game and are these individual um, space marines that don't believe or are they like factions because mostly chapters chaps legions so but each they, chapter uh, is basically a pmc with its own ideals that all serve think of them the as same knights. master think of them as night houses so they'll like think of them as like this separate group they operate independently but they believe and they solve the imperium okay uh it is very important to know that the ultramarines are a very standard basic version of a space marine there's a reason why they are on the box cover of everything they are easy to understand. Uh, when you get into Warhammer lore, most people start off learning about the different factions. And when you learn about Space Marines, you learn about Space Marines as Ultramarines. But then you get into the other factions that are all weird. Like my favorite Space Marine chapter and the chapter I play is the Blood Angels. And they are vampires. So, cool. uh, <laughs> it, um, uh, there's a lot to it. Um, but the Ultramarines are very easy to understand, as in they are up front. They believe in uh, being – they're honorable. They follow uh, a code called the Codex Astartes. They are like a – think of them as like knights. Got it. Um, Captain Titus is leading a small group of Space Marines. Space Marines in themselves are such a valuable asset. Most people in the world of Warhammer 40K will never see them. Uh, you know, they'll just they're in the millions and millions of planets that under the Imperium, Space Marines are not something you see every day. They're almost viewed as like a religious experience. They're called the Emperor's Angels. They are like it's like seeing a direct divinity of God when you see a Space Marine. And that's why they have um, like the kind of angelic winged imagery on their yeah, armor. Yeah, they are. You'll hear them called the Angels of Death or the you know the you know the Angels of the Emperor. Um, okay. They, Space Marines are extremely, uh, like I said, they're mentally indoctrinated. They have extra organs. Each Space Marine has two hearts, uh, four lungs. <laughs> like they are built to be extremely durable. Uh, you will be leading a squad of only three people in this game. That's completely normal. It's very unlikely in okay. most situations that you see armies of Space Marines arrive. Because of how spread out they are, they they you generally don't get hundreds and hundreds of Astartes arriving to help you. You might get a, a single ship's worth or whatever. So uh, they are. It is kind of lore accurate that you have. You know how in like Uncharted, it's always weird that like Nathan Drake's just a regular guy, but yeah, he kills like five hundred mercenaries to get to his objective. Yeah. In Warhammer, you're going to kill a lot of things. But it's okay because or because it would be lore accurate for a space marine to wave through hundreds of enemies. They are that level of teal. If you you want to connect it to other science fiction from video games and things like that, uh, 
everyone talks about like a Master Chief. Master Chief is here. A Warhammer Space Marine so far above him, you can't quite see him. <laughs> like there's there's a vastly difference with what these guys are. Um, I'm excited if it delves into like I don't know how deep this story is necessarily going to be, but I hope it kind of delves into like the psychology of. There's going to be things that are going to delve into how the Imperium works. This game okay. does not try to introduce you to all the concepts of Warhammer. Is this a um, good starting point into yes. Warhammer? That's interesting. Yes. You will get hints to how the Imperium works. You will get hints to how things like the warp and things like that work. There is, they're not going to make you... you like. They're not going to make you sit there for 25 minutes and get a lecture on like how ships travel in this universe. That's not something they're going to do here. You're going there, to get a war story. Yeah. yeah. You're going to get a war story. Okay. And That's kind of what I'm looking uh, for. I'm looking yeah, for and then a, you're going to be, a beat-for-beat story that I can follow in a grander world that I can delve deeper into. I imagine it will be like, I'll enjoy this, and if I want to spin off, I'll be like, what's that faction there, or what's this planet there? And you can probably point me into the direction of something where I can learn more about it. Most people who have been in this hobby for a long, long period of time still focus on like small factions. Those people that you'll talk to who are like, I'm a Tau guy, and I play the Tau, and they might not know everything about the Eldar, and that's okay. Uh, Warhammer is so big, it's so large... A lot of times it's best just to have a starting point and pick something you like. Um, this is a great chance to introduce people to the game. Uh, it's a great chance to introduce people to the world of Warhammer. Uh, I feel like it's going to be a thing where a lot of people are going to be looking for onboarding things for Warhammer. Um, much like how in comic books when they had their big superhero movies took off and people were like, well, what should I read? And it's like, well, that's not as easy as you think it would be. Um, if there is an Amazon show, which that's a big if because everything goes into production, doesn't mean it actually happens. But with the amount of games coming out now, because like there's also Warhammer Bolt Gun and things like that and all these other things that are coming out, I feel like there's going to be a lot of people who are going to be like, I want to learn about Warhammer. And they're going to go on a subreddit and someone's going to give them a list of 35 books that they need to read to understand the basics <laughs> or worse it's going to scare people they're going to buy a box set of figures thinking they can play the game and then realize there's not enough figures in the box to play the game it's um something that me and nick are very like i said i'm very engrossed into playing tabletop games and it is hard to say like hey man you can't just go buy this 35 dollar box of miniatures that you gotta have to put together and paint uh, you might need a box of this and a box of this and then two of these. And if you want to play the big game, go ahead and put aside about $500 because that's <laughs> your baseline for what you need to have an army. Um, yeah, it, it, it's, uh, it's intimidating. It's uh, been going on for a very long time. It is something that is very, you know, engrossed in a culture. And it's going to be something that there needs to be onboarding opportunities for the fandom and i think games like this is a really good onboarding for the fandom um and i think that uh if the henry cavill show actually takes place 
there's going to be lots of things like this where we need things to be like, hey, man, this is where you jump into the fandom here. Um, and there is wonderful things if you go to a local game shop, things like that. A lot of them have uh, free models you can get so you can learn to build a little miniature and uh, basic kits and things like that. There is good stuff there. It just needs to be promoted more. Um, I don't want it to be the only thing out there because I, you know, as someone who's deep into it, I want to read the very in-depth stories and things that are referencing events from the past and yada yep. yada. But we do need onboarding opportunities to get people into the fandom. Uh, Warhammer Space Marine is one of those opportunities. Um, so I think this is going to be great. I think you said we are playing up to Chapter 9. Yeah, Chapter 9, it is the start of Part 3 the weapon okay. so there's parts and chapters but there is from my limited research into this there is a s splash screen that says part three yes you'll come up on a warship it'll look like something like out of attack of the clones the clone ship from attack of the clones you'll save you'll quit and then yep. you'll join us on this discussion yeah you'll be on a you'll you'll be on a thunder hulk um, there will be a couple of uh, big reveals that will happen before that. Um, this game is extremely combat heavy. It's a third person action shooter. Uh, so there's, the story is going to be a lot of um, back heavy stuff. That's fine. Uh, on these two episodes, it would be a lot of me and Nick explaining to you why things are cool. <laughs> um, but yeah, there okay. is also, if it makes you uh, any more happy... This game does significantly seem to really enjoy the universe it is in. Um, there is lots of just love letters to like, this is how this weapon system works. Or off in the distance, you'll see this, and this is how these guys walk. And they're not going to jam it down your throat, but they will allow you to kind of experience it. Like, for me, this is not a spoiler or anything like that, but for me, for the first time, I got a jump pack with a thunder handle. I was just sitting there like having a ball because it feels like how you would think it would feel. It, this is a power fantasy. You, uh, I suggest playing on normal. You'll have some moments that will be kind of very difficult. Completely acceptable to play this game on easy and just hack through stuff because All it's right. a you should you should feel like a ten foot tall demigod. Um, because that's what you are, <laughs> you know. It's, um, but it I, I'm exciting. very excited. I'm more excited now than when I was going into it, and I was already interested. Yeah. My copy arrives in the mail tomorrow. I'm looking uh, forward to getting that. I found a PlayStation Three copy on Walmart.com of all places. Hey, so I have. Uh, I acquired my copy a few months ago and played through this game, I think, less than two months ago. <laughs> but, uh, no, I think this is going to be great. Uh, state of the save at gmail.com. Oh, state of save. At state of the save at gmail.com. We got two no, not this again. Not this again. <laughs> yeah. Uh, at state of the save on Twitter, TikTok, Instagram. We are also on YouTube. And uh, you can go on Twitch and also watch us. Nate Michael goes on there and does a lot of streaming. Um, you know, thank you guys for the recent amount of listeners we've gotten. The past few shows have had some, you know, new people jumping on. We appreciate that. If you didn't have an opportunity, go back and check out Splinter Cell Chaos Theory. 
Uh, that was a really fun two-part. Really, really enjoyed doing that one. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be fun. Thank you guys for listening. We appreciate it. And uh, stay safe out there. Thank you.